five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. We're a church that's all about knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. And if you'd like to know more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. Today's sermon is all about Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10 verses 38 to 42. And it's entitled Sent to Sit. And it's the last sermon as part of our Good News from Dr. Luke Frontline series. We hope you enjoy the sermon. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had to say. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Would you pray for me as I pray for you as we open up this passage? Loving Lord God, uh, we love your word, and we love to sit at your presence, hearing your words. And so, Lord, as we do that, may we soak in your glory this morning. Help us to um, rid our minds of anxieties and distractions and focus on Jesus in this precious time we have with you. Amen. Well, as you may have figured out by now, I really love this passage because it resonates with who we are as people because many of us have been in situations like that found in Luke 10, 38 to 42. It's been said that there's a bit of Mary and a bit of Martha in each of us. So what we're going to do today is to kick off, we're going to do a little bit of a personality test. Three questions. Uh, Let's see who's at church this morning, okay? So you have to answer A or B. Are you Mary or are you Martha? And we're going to get the Mary sitting on this side of the church and Martha's, no, we won't. But (laughs) But have a think. Have a think. First question. Do you, A, tend to focus on tasks that are urgent, or B, tasks which you feel are most important? Okay? So, what kind of person are you? By and large, do you tend to focus on tasks that are urgent in front of me, or tasks which you feel are most important? Remember your answer, A or B. It's only three questions, so you don't have to remember too many. Second question, do you find it easy to focus on many things? In other words, can you multitask? Or B, do you find it easier to focus on one thing at a time? (laughs) And I'm told men can't multitask. So there you go. (laughs) All right, question number three. 
Uh, what helps you recharge? Is it A, getting tasks out of the road and finished, finishing off your to-do li to list? Or B, spending time with people? Beg your pardon? Absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's. I, I, I did one of these personality quest qu quizzes on online uh, during the week, and it came back with, "You're neither Mary or Martha. You're a bit of both." So that's okay. Now, <laughs> as we've seen from the responses, you've probably seen through my questions already. But if you answered A mainly to these questions, you're probably a Martha. And if you answered B, you're a bit more like Mary. Hopefully you've also seen that these questions make us feel uncomfortable because we are a mixture of Mary and Martha. And sadly, Martha gets a bad rap in this story. But the point of this passage is not to pay out on Martha. So let's look a little bit deeper. In Luke 10.18, we read... As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. It's important to note here that this story is set straight off the back of last week's story, which Father Ian looked at last week, the Good Samaritan. There, Jesus encouraged his disciples to show hospitality and care and love to their neighbours, their enemies, as well as their friends. Martha here is doing exactly that. She's welcomed Jesus, his disciples, and their hangers-on into her home. She's feeding them and caring for their needs. In a sense, Martha is being a good Samaritan. She's also being a good first-century woman. And she knows that a woman's place is in the... Ooh. <laughs> you said it, not me. You said it, not me. <laughs> Still today in the Middle East, men and women don't mix. Men meet and eat in one part of the house, and women prepare meals and then eat in another. It wasn't forbidden for women to listen and learn from rabbis or teachers like Jesus. But it's clear here and elsewhere in the Bible that both Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus loved Jesus and followed his teachings. But it was scandalous for a woman to neglect caring for her guests to be front and center of the party instead. Martha is the lady of the house and Mary, her younger sister, lived with her. Mary was expected to support her sister and to follow orders. But here, Mary is going against all expectations, fobbing off all her household chores, hanging out with men, and leaving her sister in the lurch. So we should feel for Martha here. Let's look at Luke 10.40. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. You can also imagine how awkward things would have been in that moment. 
Here's Jesus sitting down, teaching people about how to be kind and good and how to care for others. And Martha marches into the room, vents her frustrations. And why shouldn't she? I'm sure Martha would love to be listening to Jesus, but she has all these unexpected guests. They're eating their food, her food, messing up her home, and who knows where they'll sleep or when they'll leave. Martha probably didn't have time to plan. She's trying to cook a perfect dinner for her guests, but she needs help, and Mary's lollygagging around. Doesn't she know a woman's place is in the... Martha comes to Jesus and she scolds him. She says, don't you care, Lord? And notice Martha's focus here. Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha is publicly scolding Mary, but also Jesus, and giving him orders. The creator of the world is sitting in her living room, and Martha is telling him what to do. Now, we might expect Jesus to put Martha in her place. Indeed, men at the time would have done that. Doesn't she know who she's speaking to? And if a woman's place is in the home, then shouldn't she be submissive rather than publicly criticizing a man like Jesus? If you've ever watched Brady Bunch, um, this is what goes through my head when I hear Jesus' voice. He goes, Martha, Martha, and I I hear, Martha, 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 Martha. (laughs) But he's not saying that. He's not complaining and he's not firing back. Instead, there's compassion in his voice. In verse 41, he says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus' response is tender. He's not angry or insulted. He does hear, he does see, and he does care for Martha. But he wants what is best for her. Notice Jesus isn't saying that Martha has done something wrong or something bad. Simply Mary has chosen what is better. Jesus is concerned for Martha because instead of finding joy in service, Martha is worried and upset. She's anxious about many things. All the while, she's missing the wonderful thing that's happening in her house. Martha could have sat there beside Mary and listened. Do you see how countercultural this teaching is? Jesus doesn't believe that a woman's place is in the kitchen. Instead, he's saying, sit at my feet. Come to me. 
That's one of the radical things about Christianity is in the early movement, it attracted men and women. There were different religions for men and women. There were different gods and different cults in Roman culture for men and women. It was divisive. But instead, men and women were drawn in to God's presence and treated with equality and love and respect at the same time. Notice Jesus never asked Martha to do the things that were giving her anxiety. You see, sometimes you can do the right thing for the wrong reasons. Rather than rejoicing that people were listening to Jesus under her roof, Martha is stewing with jealousy. Rather than giving thanks that lives are turning towards God in her home, Martha is turning inward, anxious about entertaining people. Rather than basking in the glory of the Lord, the glory that her Lord would come to visit her, Martha is getting angry with her sister. Sadly, this has happened in my life. And if we're honest, it's happened to many of us, particularly in the church. We volunteer not because we love serving the Lord, but because we feel obliged. We pray and come to church, but the whole time we're thinking about the week ahead. We give our time and our money, but we do it out of guilt, not cheerfully and freely. In the same way, had Mary truly left Martha in the lurch and gone off to smell the roses, I don't think Jesus would have commended her. But Jesus sees the focus of Mary's heart. She knows what she needs. She needs Jesus. And he won't take that away from her. Jesus cares for Mary and Martha. He knows how Martha's been pushing herself. He's thankful for what she's done for him. Martha has been good to him, and in a sense, it's unfair that this momentary lapse has been recorded and read by billions of people for the last 2,000 years with judgment on Martha. Martha shouldn't be our focus. Jesus is showing us something in her that teaches us something about ourselves. And it's good. It is such good news, friends. The good news is whether you're a woman or a man, rich or poor, whether you feel like you're a good person or a bad one, whether you're a Mary or a Martha, Jesus is inviting you into his presence. Our place is in the presence of God. This is good news. It's good news if you're a Mary. Because we live in a Martha world. Task-orientated, goal-focused, KPI-keeping people rule the world. But here Mary isn't kicking goals. She's not ticking off tasks. And Jesus honors her. This is because God is calling all of us to sit and soak in his presence. We don't need to save ourselves. God has provided all the love. If you're a Mary and sometimes you feel lazy, like your life is going nowhere and people make you feel small, 
Speak to God about it. It may be God has work for you, a ministry to serve in, um, a person that you can disciple or a way that you can bless the community. But at the same time, it's equally possible that God just wants you to spend time with him. Sadly, there are so many Marys in our world who feel so guilty that they're not achieving what people expect them, that they're overcome by false guilt and they can't focus on God. If you're a contemplative, introverted or quiet person who loves just spending time with people or just one person, a good friend's, or maybe just time alone, particularly with God. There is nothing wrong with that. I'm a proud Mary. <laughs> you, may have, you may have figured that out over the last three years. I am a Mary. But I'm married to an equally wonderful Martha. And Zoe has read this, read this transcript and she's approved of this story, so I have permission to share it. Um, a couple of months ago, I took some life advice from a motivational speaker and decided that I'd make the bed in our room more often. <coughs> My wife has been the bed maker most mornings uh, for the last 11 years of our marriage, so I decided it was time that I helped. <laughs> so I made the bed, and I was very proud of myself. And what a great husband I was. And I swanned around all day thinking, I'm a great husband. But that night, I looked at the bed, and it wasn't as I'd left it. That's right, Zoe had remade the bed that I'd made. <laughs> I was livid. How dare she? I went to bed so insulted that I decided I was never going to make the bed again. But in the morning, I woke up a little less cranky and a little bit more committed. And so I said, to, I said to Zoe, Look, I made the bed to show you I love you. Do you want me to make the bed, knowing full well that you're just going to make it again? She thought about it for a while and said, Yes. <laughs> because it shows me that you notice. Even though I'm a Mary, I can stu still do little things to show that I can. And sometimes I even make the bed so well that it doesn't get remade. <laughs> and this is part of the good news if you're a Martha. You are seen by God, known by God, and your work for him is not in vain. God sees your servant heart and loves you. God knows it's unfair when you're not being helped. But sometimes you can just put down the perfect strawberry souffle you're making and spend time with him. Even Martha's need time with God because God loves you, all of you. If you're a Martha, this reading should encourage you to check your heart. Are you serving, caring, and working with a joyful heart? Or is your busy life dragging you down? If what you're doing is giving you joy and bringing you closer to God, count it all joy. There's a story about Brother Lawrence who 
prayed as he washed the pots in his monastery and he considered it an act of prayer to serve and people pilgrims would come from all around to the monastery simply to watch brother Lawrence cleaning the pots it's a joy to sometimes watch um, a Ray Tucky working in the kitchen because she serves with total joy or Colin is going to nick off uh, during the service to go and make donuts and that gives him joy he smiles as he serves it is a joy to be a Martha that said if you're tired you feel strung out and nobody seems to appreciate you you can put down the dishcloth and come to Jesus you can even give him a serve while you're at it and he will refine your heart and get you back to a good place there's a difference between entertaining guests and showing hospitality and much of it is to do with your heart seek Jesus first and all things will be added to you choosing Jesus is always the best choice and when you do he will set you on a path that is life-giving and God-honoring so as we land this sermon and finish this second part of our frontline series I want to just point out that Dr. Luke wasn't at this dinner party with Jesus that night Luke started following Jesus after his resurrection and ascension and put together this book uh, but for a man called Theophilus who paid him to investigate the life of Jesus because of this I think it's entirely possible that we only have this story in our Bibles because Martha or someone close to her told Luke the story Martha turned away from her anxious busyness and turned towards Jesus and her life was better as a result. And she is right now with Jesus in glory, sitting at his feet. Martha and Mary found their place in the presence of Jesus. Our best place is in the presence of Jesus too. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.